Hi, my name is Mirza Bello. I'm VP Sustainable Development and Human Resources at O3 Mining. So O3 Mining is a gold exploration and development company, and I am responsible for making sure that we develop all our projects responsibly and that we develop our future mine also responsibly to get that social accept acceptability that is so important um, these day and ages to advance uh, mining projects. Uh, Mirza, well, thank you very much for coming on the show. I really, really appreciate that. We are uh, going to talk today about ESG and try and understand it a little bit more. I think lots of people have different views on what it means, and, and certainly some of the companies I've spoken to have different views of what it means. But can we just start with a little bit about you? What, what's, what's your background in this? Are you, are you new to this? No, actually, I'm not new. I'm not new at all. I, I've been uh, working actually on climate change uh, for over 20 years now. I was before re before um, joining O3, I was a consultant actually to help different industrial facilities with different environmental issues, including climate change. Um, and I also uh, actually teach um, greenhouse gas and climate change in university uh, here in Quebec. Okay, definitely not new to this then. Um <laughs> Well, it's, it's interesting. And the only reason I ask, I'm being a, bit, a, bit, a little bit cheeky, but, but you know, I see people coming on on um, the show and talking about it, and they've never done it before, um, and they've got different definitions about it, what it means, and therefore you can understand why you know there's some skepticism amongst investors, investing community um, about it, and even some of the fund managers that I talk to, they're not quite sure why they're doing it either. But um, so, thank you for that. Look, let, let, let's talk about let's talk about O3 mining, and you know it, how. It is addressing the issue. You know, clearly, institutionals uh, are talking again. The right, they're they're kind of not investing in coal. They're not investing in uh, fossil fuels more more broadly, and they're taking a much stricter approach as to the criteria by which they do invest. And that's important to you as a company, right? And yes. right, I think that's important to say. It is no, it it is important because in in 2022 or in the next few years, and and when we're getting to a net zero world. We have to learn how we have to do things right. It doesn't mean that we have to stop producing because that's we still need the products, we still need uh, the metals, we still. But how could we do it better, right? And I think that's where investors should be thinking about. You know, are companies doing it better? Are we not leaving um, a passive to the future generations, right? How are we doing things? To, to, to make sure that we're developing these projects and not leaving and not leaving negatives to other to other parts of society right how can we move along everyone together right okay so there's the in that sense there's a lot of kind of stakeholders right because it's you know it's not just your shareholders you know who care how you do it or should care how you do it um but you kind of got you're also having to deal with this sort of, kind of social media environment where uh, activists and uh, anti-mining um, groups, NGOs, are, are sit and they're looking in. I was, I was part of a. I was, I was part of. I was there as part of the um, Extinction Rebellion um, crowd on in Regent Street in London on Saturday. They were not happy um, about mining. They're not happy about fossil fuels, um, and they think that you guys. Or you know da damaging um, the, wor the world, the planet for the next generation. So that's that's a big accusation. That's that's a very emotive topic. So you know what, what do you do about it? So really, what I the way I see it is in 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 every, in every topic there's extremes, right? So there's the, the, the there's the the companies or the projects that didn't just didn't care about anything and just went to get the profits without necessarily looking at the consequences or the impacts. And then we have the other side, which is the activists, where we, we have to stop everything in the world <laughs> and live off of air, I guess, because really just to burn wood in your house to get 
some warmth, you're still creating emissions. But, you know, so I, I find that the activists, especially, you know, like in the 90s or in early 20s, uh, to 2000s were there really to create that balance because no one's no one's taking care of it okay so i think that's why we have these extremes but i think as a society we have to like reach this middle right not necessarily go to not caring about anything to okay we have to stop everything because that's not that's not reality um i think they're there to push to give food for thought i think that's their role um, it, and, and, and it doesn't mean that maybe they didn't think about other, other ways of doing this, but it's going to make people make that innovation, that thought process. That's so, how I see it. Yeah, and I, I think, well, I think that's a good way to see it because, you know, um, they have a role to play to kind of hold companies accountable, uh, the good and the bad, um, and improve standards across the board. So, no, actually, actually like, I, I, I think it's a good thing. Um, let me... Let me get back to the like the investor community. I talked about fund managers. I you know sat down and spoke with seven several uh, fund managers off camera. Um, they like I said to you the, earlier, they they too don't quite understand this rush into ESG or necessarily how they measure companies. Like they seem to have some very arbitrary targets, and they're not they're not all the same. So when you're talking to institutions and they're talking that you know ESG credentials, um, how how do you help them understand what they need to be looking at, what's important to look at, or do you have to just kind of go with whatever they say and react to it? Well, it's true that there are so many standards out there that could create so much confusion in, 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 in especially in investors where they're not, not, they haven't necessarily been following, you know, and, and following these, the, 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 this evolution, but, you know, you have the SASB and you have the GRI and then you have, there's so many, so many standards there that you yeah, that you could get lost. Um, I guess the new Institute on Sustainability that's being created will probably help in providing, you know, a more common standard. So my approach, because because of all these standards, I have to apply what what applies to my industry and even more specifically to exploration right because if i'm compared to a mine and and an investor is asking me okay so how do you uh, how do you manage your tailings i don't have tailings <laughs> i'm not there yet but if you're comparing me to that and i have like i don't answer that question and then you put me a, an arbitrary score because oh well, i don't want to i don't want to report on it it has nothing to do with that it's just i don't have it right so i have to i have to apply what is applicable to me and one of my biggest preoccupations in in the esg reporting that we do and everything that we do is the transparency like i i i i'm as transparent it is what it is we you know we have so many emissions we had so many accidents we had that's what it is so that i think that transparency bit is is really key in this reporting because all these standards are just going to create a lot of confusion and, and not necessarily good comparison. Right. Now, what did we do in 2021? We went to get a, a, um, a certification, which is called EcoLogo, which is for exploration, right? I didn't go get a certification that's for a mine or for a, a refinery because it has to, it has to be applicable to my activities, right? And what does EcoLogo do? So it, it really goes, go get the, the whole three ESG. So the environment, the social, and the governance. I would tell you that the S is huge, right? It's three letters, but the S 
in our in our five pillars, the S considers three, right? It considers our peoples or our talent. It considers our community and our, our our First Nations, like the whole the whole community, our residents, and then our health and safety of our workers and the communities. So that S is just one letter, but for us, it's three. I, I separated in three pillars. So what the Echo logo did is really make sure that we have all the processes in place where we're taking care of all those three ESGs and it's third party audited. So it kind of comes and gives us a, it's not me saying I have all the good protocols, right? A third party like from UL came to audit my system and, and tell and, 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 and certified, yes, they're taking care of all of these, of these, so, how, so how, how, do I, how do I know that Echo Logo is, is the kind of best of breed? Because, you know, we've seen in the past, you know, these things will happen in cycles, right? We've seen in the past where, you know, the ISO standards come in, and it ends up just something that you pay for and you pay lip service to because there's lots of, um, there's lots of ways you can measure ESG. There's lots of logos that you can put on your PowerPoint presentation. So what's so good about this one other than it's specific to exploration of minerals uh, at the moment? You know, we, we, how do they hold you to these higher standards? So we have a, uh, we have a, doc, a, a document audit that is yearly where they go see if we, you know, if all the tracking is, is there, if all the, like, right, I have to accumulate proof of what I'm doing, right? Like they can't, like, I can't just say I'm doing it. Like they, they, they come in and verify that I did communicate with First Nations, that I did communicate, like different, it's not only compliance, it goes a little over compliance, and that's what they come in and verify. And they're gonna come into the field. They're gonna see, am I like, do, am I taking care of, so the drills, you know, they have, um, they, they're, they're diesel powered, so there's certain things that have to be in place to make sure that we're controlling, you know, if there's spills, what are we doing, you know, to make sure we're, we're taking care of that. Um, so, so the, that the auditor comes and verifies that we are doing what we're saying we're doing. So, so you sign up for this. I mean, could you, could you see a yeah. point in the future where it's obligatory, it's regulation rather than audit or self-subscribed audit? So I'm going to go back to my greenhouse gas experience. Okay. <laughs> so when we first started talking about greenhouse gas inventories, right, reporting, reporting our emissions and reporting of these emissions, you know, if they were audited and then audited was voluntary, like I go audit my, my emissions. And with time, with as we advance in this, in, 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 in taking care of climate change, well, it, if you look here in Quebec, all facilities over uh, 25,000 tons of CO2 emissions equivalent, they have to get audited. It's mandatory. So we did see that evolution, right? It was voluntary, go get voluntary disclosure, voluntary auditing, and then mandatory disclosure and mandatory auditing. Are we going to go there with ESG? I wouldn't be surprised. Okay. Inter interesting thought. I guess these things take time to evolve and, and just date. Um, but in the meantime, this, I suspect this, there is ESG, this ESG, how can I say, uh, excitement, I don't know if I could say excitement, is, is still is still relatively new. Well, it's, it's a nascent industry, and I think we're seeing lots of consultants come in and try and take advantage of the situation. That's why I asked you about, you know, what are the better ones and how do they hold you to higher standards? How do you hold them to higher standards, quite frankly, in, in, in a way? Um, and it's just make sure it's not a tick box exercise, right? But also just, just so, so the Echo logo also uh, is for service providers of explorations. So more and more, we tend to pick drillers that have the Echo logo because 
it's much easier for us then because we have to put requirements on them, right? With regards to eco-local, with regards to health and safety, to environment. And if they're eco-local, then it's much easier for us. So right now, two, two of the three drilling companies that we're using got cert certified in the past few months and one is going through the process. So I guess it's, it's also creating, it's not just the explorations, but our service providers that are also being involved. Right. And I, I guess in times when there's um, choice available to you, you're going to go for the Echo Logo guys first. In times like now, um, drillers are short on the ground, uh, rigs are short on the ground. Um, it, does it matter less? Or do you think that you, you would... I would tell you off? it matters it's much more important, I would tell you, uh, whether we have scarcity or not, because what in, in the experience we've had in the past like year, year and a half, the ones that were not Echo Logo would just give us much more work. So it's it's making us m more ineff it's inefficient. We always have to be on top of them. There's more spills, more accidents. You know what I mean? So it just creates more management and more issues to 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 manage really for you so for your i would brand. tell you that it gives us it, it gives us more efficiency right okay but but i'm saying you also you've got also got reputational issue and brand issues in the sense that what what they do or don't do correctly reflects on you so that's why it matters to you yes it's it's reputation but it's not just reputation i would tell you my my field so i so we have field supervisors we have field people to check drillers making sure you know that they're doing the work appropriately and etc and since we have these companies that are eco logo everything is more efficient right and by efficient you mean it doesn't cost you so much money it doesn't cost us so much and we lose less time right okay. because if there's a spill we have to stop the drill we have to clean up the spill we have to you know what i mean yeah time is money um well let's talk let's talk about this because um we've had um um, Jose on the um, program quite a few times, kind of laying out what you know the strong fundamentals business, you know, and what what he how how they will and will not operate, etc. But he, he uses this line, right? He uses this line um, which I've not heard elsewhere. It's like you guys, O3 Mining, wants to become the best in class gold producer. And I challenged him and said, "Well, what does that even mean? What does that mean, best in class? How do you judge that?" But you're saying. The way one of the ways you can um, judge this is these are five pillars that you mentioned um, earlier on was you know, sort of in terms of the governance and ethics, health and safety, the environment, talent and culture, community, etc. That, that that's all that's all part of it. But you you use those pillars. Was well, I, I was reading a document that you guys produced your ESG, ESG report recently. You use that to guide delivering some of that vision. Is that right? Of course. Right. Of course. We, we, we really want, so there's our strategy and at, at the base of our strategy is, 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 is ESG. So we have to build our projects responsibly. If we want that social acceptability, if we want to, 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 to have that, that okay, right. That the, the license to operate our mine, we have to show today that we are doing our activities, our exploration activities responsibly. For me, it's very important. So I, I work on two fronts, right? I work on our current activities and I work on getting that, that license to operate, right? So I wanna go get those permits and that social acceptability. But one of the ways I'm working on that future 
is making sure today I'm doing things right. Okay. So, so, right? so what, does that, what does that mean though? What, what, what does that mean in actual day-to-day terms um, for, the, for the business, how it operates, the mentality? It's top priority. It has to be in our minds every day, every morning. Uh, I want everyone to go home safely without being hurt. And, and again, it's not just our employees, but our contractors. So, it, it, and, and you would see that in a mine, it's, it, it's omnipresent, right? It's always there, that health and safety. In exploration, because normally it's smaller companies, it's not always there, but no, it's there. So, so that's, that's, I would tell you that's criteria number one. Okay. Without my people healthy and safe, I don't have a project. Environment. So can I do things better? Could I, could I, could I do that mine? Could I do that exploration with the least amount of impact possible? Will it cost me more to do? Maybe. But I'm still preserving the environment that we right now we can't give a price on, right? Whether it be uh, preservation of wetlands or fish habitat, there's no cost to it, as opposed to greenhouse gas now that we put a cost on so we can easily calculate, but there is a cost to all this, right? It's our biodiversity. It's the future. It's the future of our planet. So are there ways that we can make our project where we could reduce that impact, right? So, so even in the exploration, we've used this technology in 2021, which is to put mats on the soil. Uh, it's wooden, it's wooden mats. And then when we remove it, the vegetation will, will come back. Did it cost us more? Yes, it did. We're probably doing things more responsibly than we would have done in the past where we were just scrapped. <laughs> scrap the scrap the, the way paths drill get out and leave we planted over 19,000 trees last year was it mandatory no do we think it's good to especially zones that we're not we're not thinking of going back well yes it's just a way of, of putting back what we removed so that's for me best in class so, same thing for our talent we, we try to give them opportunities to grow and 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 and, and, and really, I think this is a worldwide issue, uh, lack of um, professional, lack of workforce, I think is hitting everyone and it's hitting us. So how do we do things differently? How do we create, how do we go and attract people? You know, we have to, it, and it's not just about salary, right? So we changed our work schedule to give a better work-life balance last year. Like we, we keep on trying to see how we could attract people to work at O3. Because if we want to be best in class, we have to have the best in class also. Okay. So, and governance is really... Well, let, yeah. me, let me just ask you a question on, on, on the people side of things. Because there's been a kind of... Um, prices have gone up across... We, 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 we talk, we've had lots of conversations around in, inflation and supply chain issues over the last 18 months and so forth. And, you know, people are a big part of that, right? And, you know, can you get people, you know, are they, you know, switching jobs just to get a, you know, increase in whether it be hourly or weekly or monthly um, pay in an environment like this, which is very, very competitive. So you can be outbid. Do you, does doing any of, well, I'm trying to think, what's the economic benefit for this? So far I've heard it costs a little bit more to do, right? The, are there kind of 
cost savings in creating an environment like this? Because you know, I remember sort of back back in the early two thousands when sort of tech was going nuts, and I was in the space. It was like it was like you know bean bags and massages at work, and you think, well, I'll hold on to my talent that way. But it, it was very superficial, right? So, what did these measures do for in terms of retention of of, of staff and getting the best staff? Um, working for you? Because that can make a difference in terms of uh, efficiencies and output. I would tell you that I think it's also a generation thing. The younger generation is more worried about ESG than the older generation. Uh, when we rolled out our report last week or the week before, I'm kind of losing time, track time. Um, one employee wrote to me and he's like, Mirza, I'm proud of working at O3. Like he read the report and he's like, I'm proud. So I think it gives them a sense of proud that we are in an in, in an industry that is considered, I don't even like saying it because I don't believe it. I, th- I just think it's a, re- a reputation that it's, it's, a, it's not a good, clean in industry. I think because I think we can and I think I think we have a, a very hard time in marketing that we are doing things right as an industry as a whole, the mining industry as a whole. I think we're not ones to go in and broadcast what do we have if you look at the the mining association of canada they have a whole protocol of sustainable mining right that people could go get like it's an eco logo but for for mining so for me i think that that the geo the geologists and the mining engineers that really love to work in this space i think it's going to be easier for them to say well i'm in a company that really cares about you know, making it right. But again, that's my opinion. <laughs> yeah, you might be a bit biased, but uh, <laughs> but no, I, I, I and I appreciate I appreciate that because it's um, I see it in other sectors, but not mining, right? You know, we're, we're we spend a lot of time and effort attracting a, a better pool, a talent pool, right? And, and and it can cost a little bit of money, but it you win and you win in the long run by doing that. But um, let's go into community, which is the kind of, you know, you know, the, the fourth out of the five um, verticals yeah. that you look at. This is the one that people recognize and see a lot of, you know, because the environment is, oh, EIA report, that's all we care about because then we can move on to the next stage or permitting and license, we move on to the next stage. Uh, talent culture, oh, so what? Everyone's got the same problem, right? And health and safety, of course, you've got to make sure people are safe. But the community bit, people automatically go, First Nations, but it's bigger than that, right? And they care about First Nations because First Nations can stop a project dead in its tracks if you're not careful, right? You've got to do that, but you've got a bigger community than that. So tell us about that. At the Marvin Project, we do have um, actual residents and businesses that are around where we're where we want to build uh, where we want to build the project. Again, what did we do? We went already had a first information meeting with the community, which I think they're so used to being consulted much more advanced in the project that they were kind of they were happy that what we consulted, but a little like, but you're not answering my questions. I'm like, well, because I'm not there yet. <laughs> I wanted to, I want to include you early on into the conversation. Because if I don't include you early on in, in the conversation, I can't integrate your views into developing in my project. So again, it's all about being proactive in, in my sense and, and including them in the decisions, right? Because there's things that will impact them and I wanna see their views and how there's things that I can't change. I can't change the pit of place. <laughs> the pit's the pit. But I can, you know, 
think of other ways of, you know, if there's other infrastructure, could I move it somewhere else where, you know what I mean? And, and, and for me, it was important, but it was really, it was, it was really interesting because I was trying to do this. We were still in COVID. Well, we are still in COVID, but how do I reach them with all? And, and Quebec, we, we were one of the provinces that had always the biggest restrictions with regards to gathering. So, but I really, really wanted to have this first information meeting. So we did last September <clears throat> and, and where we, where we presented where we were and we were very transparent and I'm hoping to meet them at least twice again this year. So that's the bit of the, let's say the residents or the businesses around the Marmot project. Yeah. Talked about First Nations. Yeah. So we are already having conversations with the First Nations that we think are interested slash impacted by the project. So we're having those, again, those early on conversations. Again, I think one reaction we got is like, oh, you're still early. I'm like, yes, but I want to start talking to you now. Um, what we did with one of them is we hired one of their contractors also, right? start building that relationship so it's all in, in in my sense it's all about building relationships and making making including them in things that make sense to both to both uh to, to both o3 and to both the first nations then we have our other stakeholders which is municipal government uh provincial government federal government where again we've had really early stage meetings with some of the ministries and again in shock you're already talking to me and i'm like Yes, I'm already talking to you. <laughs> and they were they, they welcomed it. It's like, oh, I'm not going to get it last minute. Right? So I guess that's part of my strategy with regards to the whole the whole community relations and to go get that social acceptability. Right. And I guess the audience, we, we sort of discussed earlier, we discussed now, is, you know, activists, they have their role. They're part of your community. They, they need of to get they on are. board. And I guess that's why I'm interested in this, this whole conversation because, like I said, you've got one of the more fulsome um ESG reports I've I've read any anyway in terms of you know the parts that you need to kind of touch I and mean, the parts that people perhaps don't even understand or know exist. Um so right, so that's that's community then, but it's all driven off of the, the I guess the fi- the final um pillar here, which is the um governance and ethics, right? The board, this is where it starts. These guys need to be on board uh d- day one and they need to drive the agenda. They need to make the money available and, and they need this attitude to be all pervasive throughout the organization. So, you know, what, what, what was what was their brief to you? So our board has a committee that is specific on sustainability, right? On sustainable development, where, which I which I report to um, quarterly. And it was even set up even before I even joined O3 and I set up the whole, you know, I set up my whole team. So they do understand the importance of it. And, um, and some topics even, even go, beyond that committee on board level on, you know, specific meetings. So I think they, the, our board is, understands that it needs, that it needs to be done. Um, Even the echo logo, they were all for it. They were all in agreement with it. So, you know, I, I have the backing of the board to put all this in place. It's not a, it's not a little task. (laughs) Well, it's all, but here's here's what it used to be, right? Here's, here's what it kind of felt like used to be. It was, Oh, there's our ESG person. They're in the back office over there. Uh, yeah, they come report once a month. And then I t- then I had a great conversation with a, with a, another company doing I think quite, as well as, uh, as as you are certainly as thoroughly as you are. Um, then Papua New Guinea, and they said, Oh no, everyone everyone in the company has a job to do on ESG. Every part of their business must be inclu- inclusive of the way that they do their business, the way that they. 
they um, manage their teams on a, on a daily basis. And so it's, it's that sort of thing, that sort of um, culture which makes this happen rather than just be a sort of, you know, you know, the last page of the PowerPoint, right? Oh, but, but, but of course, um, I've given a whole, um, how could I put it? There's so many trainings I gave this this year, this past year to all the levels. Like even the board went through a training through the Echo logo. Like <laughs> I, I you know, it had to be done and, 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 and it could even be good neighboring because we were doing a lot of drilling close to residents and I, I met everyone. I met all of our employees. I met all our contractors. And I told them why this is important, why this has to be the top priority, right? So if there's anyone at O3 that doesn't understand that ESG is a priority, I, there's something wrong. <laughs> they were sleeping. <laughs> I don't know. There's something wrong. And, 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 and the board member that we last added, her expertise is communications and community relations. We went to bring that expertise up to the board. What do they do? I mean, I'm intrigued. So how, how do they engage? Or was it like, you know what I mean? So it's like, right, I'm, I'm senior management. Uh, off you go. Go, go, go and do it. I mean, what, what's the reality on, on the ground? You know, no, the board, the board, the board comes. The, the board members come to site, right. and they and they come to see. And and uh, actually, that that new board member, she, we, I went through the whole projects with her. She asked me questions of what we were doing about the, you know, certain issues. And meeting the team on the ground. There we go. It's, I, I guess the, the, you're saying that the, the whole company understands what we're trying to do and, and, and why. So if I if I said to you, right, this is the important question, right? Which is why should investors care whether you deliver a comprehensive ESG package or not? What, what's the answer to that? I would go further. Why should investors care that the ESG content is real and transparent? Because there's a lot of ESG content going around that, again, I think it's we have to do it, so let's do it. I think investors, so if, if I go back to your first question, in my perspective, projects are not going to go ahead if you're not including this as a base, as, as a pillar of your strategy. Projects are not going to be accepted. Communities... St uh, government, everyone's much more informed. It will take more than, oh, I'm creating X amount of jobs. Yes, I'm creating X amount of jobs, but I'm also making sure that I'm, I'm building it not to create more problems, to, not to create problems to the community, not to create problems to the environment, not to et cetera, et cetera. So I think investors have to look at this and seeing, okay, the, because there's, the, you know, you talk, you talk a bit about, about the reputation. So, yes, there's a reputation, but there's also the fact that, okay, maybe the project's not going to go ahead. So, if the project doesn't go ahead, there goes your investment. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and that's, that, that's the kind of thing I, I try to say to people. You know, people, we, we've had some sort of quite juvenile comments around, oh, First Nations, they should be grateful. We're giving them jobs, giving them money, right? So, why do we need to, why do we need to pander to that? Why do we need to pander to ESG to 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 funds? It doesn't really matter. We've always done it, right? Um, we, you know, climate change. That's that's it'll it'll come come and go as as a narrative. Don't worry about that. Uh, carbon capture or net zero carbon, whatever the, these other targets are, it kind of doesn't matter. You'd say to those people, what? They'll hit a wall. Eventually, they're going to hit a wall. 
um, maybe I'm going back to my climate change, you know, 20, uh, 20 some odd years. I've seen it all. I've seen the ups and I've seen the downs. What's different now is that consequences are visible now, which 20 years ago weren't visible. Conse- the fires, the, the forest fires, if you look at you know California or even in, in, in BC and Canada, or if you look at the flooding, or if you look, it, we, we could see it now right and 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 if you let, let's let's even talk about the s right the s is what social what have what has been going on there's been you know the life black black lives matters there's been you know there's a whole bunch of social issues also coming there's you know, we 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 see it we see it with the pandemic we see so if we're not taking care of this projects are not going to go ahead simple as that and that'll hurt your pockets yes right I think that was fantastic. Uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of words used there, which that people may not quite understand. I'm going to put a link to the your ESG report to, to 2021 ESG report in the you know below the video. Go look at it. It, it give, it's a really good starter for some of the things that you need to understand that companies need to understand and start delivering on. Um, and uh, again, we'll probably have an article come out um, in the next few weeks on, on the same topic, but this is the way things are going and whether you're on board or not, um, if you're an investor, it matters. It does.